Hello and welcome to Into the Foliage, hosted by me, Ryan Dalton. And me, Janet Garner. The series all about the green side of nature. Where we chat to the professionals about plants, trees, fungi, grasses. And everything in between. This episode is brought to you by Leica Sport Optics. If you're like me, money can be tight. I'm not rolling in it, and yes, that's probably why I've got long hair. Save money wherever you can, right? So when it comes to binoculars, money is one of the restrictions. I don't always have the total amount up front and I could probably just pay it in dribs and drabs. Well, that's where Leica helped me. Leica have created a new way to shop. Introducing a 0% APR and a 9.9% APR on a large selection of items. Available online, this new program guarantees peace of mind when purchasing your bit of Leica kit. You even get to pick the right financing plan for you. You can read more about this program on the Leica Online Store UK. And now, on with the show. Hello everyone, it's Ryan here. I don't usually do an intro on Into the Foliage, but this is just a quick message to pass on to you all. It hit me the other day that for a year and a half, I've been producing, presenting and recording weekly episodes. So I suddenly thought, I think I need a bit of a rest. So what I've decided to do is take July off. That means there'll be no episodes throughout all of July. Our social media might also be a bit quiet, but from the first week of August, Into the Wild and Into the Foliage will be back with some brand new episodes, amazing new guests and that much needed nature chat. So enjoy this episode because you won't hear my voice now for one month, which let's be honest is a bad thing. And I will see and speak to you all in August. Jan, 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 I've only had one. Oh, <laughs> Not even what... one. I've just yeah. had a sip. Yeah, we know what you go like, though. One <laughs> sniff of the barmaid's apron, Ryan. <laughs> that, that, mate, is probably the oldest phrase you've ever used on the podcast. I know. Sniff of the barmaid's apron. <laughs> Showing me age now, aren't I? I know. God. Um, how are you, mate? Um, are oh. you well? I'm re- yeah, really well. I've, I'm exhausted today because I've just, I'm all day, been balls deep in mud all day. <laughs> all day. Um, okay, right, phrase queen of the show. Why are you popping out these phrases? <laughs> I don't You've know. You've been ball, balls deep in mud. <laughs> I know. Do you know what? I've had such a good time. I'm on half term, so I was out in my garden at 8 o'clock this morning, went to the allotment about 11 mm. for, for a couple of hours, earthed up me potatoes. Love it. Did that. Yeah, I don't know if I did it right, but, you know, I make it up as I go along. Nobody told me I was doing it wrong, so. And then um, came back, had beans on toast, and then (laughs) went back out and carried on. Wow. I know. I've I've really enjoyed myself. I'm aching all over, but, you know, it's worth it. I mean, you're living living the 12-year-old's dream. (laughs) Do you know what I feel? Garden, beans on toast, back to garden. (laughs) I know. I feel like a farmer today. I look like one as well. My cheeks are all red. So. Yeah, for the listeners, Jan sat there in some dungarees and a bit of hay from that. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, I, I like, I'm really enjoying it, though. Loved it. Oh, that's nice. Well, I'm glad you've had a good one. How about you? I was all right. Uh, just dog walking on Hampstead Heath, the lovely Hampstead Heath. It's this... We're having April weather in May. We all know this, or March weather in May. But it's that annoying weather where it's like, I'm going to be 22 degrees, but I'm also going to fret to rain the entire day. Yeah. So you're like, you've got just big black clouds. So I'm going to have to wear this waterproof, and I'm just sweating. 
walking around, you know, I don't know if that's too much detail, but walking around Hampstead Heath trying to control these dogs. Actually, <laughs> disclaimer, not trying. They're very well controlled. <laughs> and they were good today. So yeah, I was just a bit, I came back today and just flopped on the sofa. And that's when yeah. I was like, you know what, I'm having a beer tonight. I just needed to like uh, relax and chill. We have actually had all, the, we've had all the weathers today, haven't we? Because I've had layers mm. and on, off. And also because... The allotment gets hot really quick, which is good, I suppose. But you always there's... bring up this allotment. This allotment has been the the negative in our relationship. You know, <laughs> you should apply for one, Ryan. You'd be well, better off getting a flat. Yeah, but if you don't ask, you don't get. Do you? You could only give it a go. Couldn't you? Yeah, there are actually. There's quite a lot of allotments around here. There's, There's probably... lots of up run by Highgate and stuff. There's a few round. I mean, they're, they're everywhere, aren't they? I've just got to wait for people yeah, to give they're... them up or. Well, they're not where I live. There's not any in this village, but we have to go to the next village, so we have to pay more. Like we have to pay. You're still twenty pound a year, isn't it? We have to pay thirty instead of oh god, whatever it is, because we don't live in that actual. You know what London's like. If I had one in London, I'd have to like give up my firstborn or something. But you never know, though. You know, you could only ask, couldn't you? That's true. Maybe I'll do it. I have luck. I'm lucky I've got my little garden. Anyway, talking of gardens, we've got to talk about your garden highlight of the week, Jan. Oh. Or the last, since we last spoke, what's been your gardening highlight? What have you achieved? Actually, loads. Loads. I've, I've got this. I don't know. I'm looking at there now. It's beautiful. <laughs> I've done loads today. But do you know what I have achieved this week? Go on. And I never thought I'd go there, but I've actually bought a pair of pretend crocs for the garden. Oh, Jan. I oh, know. Who am I? Not real oh, ones. Oh, my God. That's, that's probably going to be highlight. That's worse, isn't it? I, but, uh, yeah, but they were £6 in Tesco's, and I thought that you're you coming home. You love a bargain. Home, and they're pink, and I thought, you're coming home with me. And oh, they're lovely. You I can, didn't have you down as a croc. No, I didn't have myself down as a croc wearer, but they're for the guard. I mean, your feet get dirty anyway, so they might as well. Uh, but they're nice. I like them. Do you know what my dad said when my mum suggested he gets Crocs? Because <laughs> he's what? always in and out of the garden. She was like, why don't you yeah. get some Crocs? I remember this was a couple of years ago. He went, um, why don't you get some Crocs? He went, Crocs, Crocker sh-. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they are, but I've got to say, they are good. Because when you come in, you could just slip them off, leave them outside, come in, love them. Are you being sponsored by Crocs? Is this what's going on? They're not real. They're not real. I'm oh, no, they're te- real. They're not real, are they? No, Tesco, £6. I wouldn't pay for the real ones. You're I'm being sponsored by it. Tesco's. I know where those headphones are from as well. Mm. Don't you think I've forgotten that? Okay, well, that's your highlight, Crocs. Yeah. Christ, Crocs. you're going downhill, mate. I know. There's too, <laughs> many, too many others to mention. All right, that's showing off. Right, I've got to pick mine. Okay, I'm just going to go with a sentence that I went with on Twitter uh, this week, which was, um, my poppies have popped. Nice. <laughs> nice. Mine haven't. Sounds like a carry on gardening sentence, like all matron, but they've done, they've popped. I'm actually jail of that because I've I got say no- they, two of them have, and there's like 30 more. I've got nothing in the way of a poppy. I've been out there pelting seeds around. I've, been, <laughs> I've even bought some in shots and plants. I've got loads of leaves, nothing. And I've done what I've seen people do on telly, throwing them in snow. Grow. It'll be fine. It'll happen. You just got to have patience. Yeah, it's happening no. slowly. Um, we better bring up. our guest in, mate. Yeah, we better. We've, I've just looked at the time and we've Chatting been yapping on. We do this all the time. We've got to set more of a structure. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning into Into the Foliage. Today, we're talking about a topic that I think me and Jan are buzzing for. 
because we've spoken, we've enjoyed every single topic. We've spoken about trees, we've spoken about fungi, orchids, you know, spontaneous plants and weeds, but we've not spoken about all-round gardening. And it's something I think that we, me and you really wanted to, or you and I, um, as my mum would correct me, that we wanted to try <laughs> and talk about on the show. So I thought, why not get someone on the show that knows a lot about gardening and that has achieved so much so quickly and is the wonderful George Hassel, a.k.a. on social media, Greenfigured George. George, welcome to Into the Foliage. How are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you. Just uh, nearly finished school now, which is incredible. I'll certainly have more time to get out in the garden. And hopefully this weird weather just comes to a close. But no, I'm really excited to be here and I think it'll um, we'll have a laugh, is <laughs> Yeah, no, no, mate, we will. Um, I'm buzzing to chat to you. Um, how are you feeling about now finally finished with school and GCSEs? Are they all done? Have you done all your exams? Yes, yeah, so I've done all my exams now and we're kind of just doing nothing, which is the best thing to do mm-hmm. in school, obviously. Um, <laughs> absolutely incredible that I don't have to go there again. And um, just looking forward to this absolutely enormous break coming up. Oh, mate, I, I, I'm so... I'm, I'm envious for you for your break <laughs> because I think we all we all need a break oh, at the moment. Oh, and you, yeah, you're having yeah. handed to you. Um, George, you've already done so much. You're a young ambassador for the RHS and you absolutely adore gardening and being outside and being with plants and nature. But I, you know what? I'm not going to... Tell everyone what you do. Let's start with the first question. George, do you want to tell everyone who you actually are and what is it you do? Yes, yeah, so I'm a young ambassador for the RHS, which basically means that I've just got to promote gardening and try and get young people involved. And it's great to get the young generation involved because obviously they are the future. So if we can get them involved, then the future's, you know safe in it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a lovely simplistic way of saying it i like it <laughs> and then i do all the stuff so i'm um obviously i'm a gardener but i'm big naturalist environmentalist so i think my kind of message and mojo is trying to use gardening to help nature because it's such a great thing and such an easy thing that we can all yeah. do and it's such a simple thing as well mm. It is, and there's so many gardens in the UK. And like I said, even in, here in London, I've got yeah. my little garden. If you connect them all together, mm. they can be such a resource to use, not yeah, just for yeah. the planet, but just for us as well as a community and as for your mental health and stuff. It's so powerful. Yeah, it's like in London, I heard some saying that if everyone in London um, took up a metre squared in the garden and made it green, then more than 50% of London would actually be a green space, which is just incredible because it's like a network of nature and it's you know like one absolutely enormous natural corridor in it and the wildlife can move around and just feel a lot safer and i think it really helped people because especially in a place like london which is so big and bustling having that connection yeah. of nature there will just help everyone so much i think we realized it last year i mean you were jam weren't you like that's where we got into the garden again really it was last year we just realized we needed that space yeah. and having a garden became this huge luxury that we didn't even know we needed like so many people had just left their gardens and then all of a sudden it was like i need a bench to sit outside (laughs) in a private space (laughs) and we realized what it meant for us oh yeah i think as well last year because you knew you couldn't go anywhere so you've got Mm. i mean it it, it sort of made me get back into it it was a it was a passion Mm. that i'd sort of lost but knowing that that was about as far as you were going to be able to go Mm. I thought, oh, you know, I better get onto this then and make it look a bit nice, really, yeah. because I don't want to sit there looking at, you know, you want to look at something nice. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, now yeah. she's got an allotment. 
Yes, I heard about well, this infamous yeah, Lotman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, mate. She chats about it all the time. Go on, Jan. Your question. What have you got? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it, it seems quite unusual, someone as young as you, to be that into gardening. So, how and when did that begin for you, like your love of gardening and plants? Yeah. So, uh, obviously, it kind of came from my mum and dad. Um, so my mum ran, she works with the disabled and she runs these occasional festivals and it kind of encouraged things like apple picking and planting wildflower meadows. And from a really young mm. age, I was involved in that. And then my dad started doing the garden up when I was quite small. So obviously I couldn't, uh, you know, take part in the big sort of landscaping things. But the, the thing I remember is planting peas in toilet roll holders and that's just something i've done forever <laughs> and it's the most sort of it sounds so stupid but it actually really really works and that's just something yeah. that i've done from a really young age and i think i'll probably remember for a long time that's so cool i remember doing that i remember doing that yeah. when i was like probably about eight or nine in my nan's garden like putting them in like oh. we put runner beans in yeah. um yeah in uh in the toilet roll tubes and now she had, then she had, used to have a go at me for buying cardboard seedling pots oh. I was like, why buying them it's terrible <laughs> yeah so. i did i've done that this year i've done my sweet peas in them this year yeah so, yeah, so there you go. look tip number yeah. one there you we're go. only Boom. about yeah. yeah tip <laughs> number one yeah, listeners so so this episode really we're going to get down as best we can in the time we have <laughs> i want me and jan want to go away and the listeners are going to want to go away going how can i make the most of and we're going to say garden but we're aware that not everyone has a garden this yeah. is included for window boxes for balconies for front porches any space you have yeah. that's an outdoor space or even if you can create a little indoor garden yeah. near a window that's so right. you can do yeah. it um so let's start by finding out for you George, how should we structure a garden? What do you think a garden should have? I, th- uh, I think the best best answer for that is in, in any any size of garden, whether that's a, an acre wide or a windowsill. I suppose it's about having balance, really, because in, in a garden, mm. everybody wants to enjoy it. So you can't have your old garden as just brambles. I understand that. Nature would love it, but it's not very practical. So fair enough. Have your nice little square lawn and have your bench. But also try and create a bit of roughness around the edges. Like in our garden, a lot of it isn't sort of dead neat or anything, but a lot of it has got Mm. some element of, you know, controlled chaos, if you like. But right at the back of our (laughs) garden, we've got maybe a two by one metre squared area that we just leave. We've just let it go wild. Mm. Everything and anything pops up in there. But we don't mind because it's right at the back and we just leave it. And then if you can, if you can try and get some sort of water, you don't need, you know, massive bloody lake or anything. A little washing up <laughs> bowl, that'll do. It's an el- it's water for your birds, for your frogs, anything. A little bit of water will be amazing. Any sort of shrubbery or trees, try and get native trees if you can. Um, and then obviously you need your pollinators. So if you can just create that, on a windowsill, I mean, on a windowsill would be a bit hard, but, you know, you've got, I was going to try to think then, how would the birds get down to the pond if it's on a windowsill? But anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you've just got a little balcony, you can create that. Do it. There's nothing stopping you. I agree. Yeah. Have you got water in your garden, Jan? No, I haven't, actually. You need to add no. that. Do you know what? You need to do the, oh, no. the tyre. Go to the MOT garage and just take a tyre. Oh, ask them. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Sorry, disclaimer Running for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't just go to MOT garages and take tyres. <laughs> ask them because they give them a, they give old ones away for free because they, they have to pay to get rid of them. And then put it in the ground, line it, 
fill it with water, but then put soil around it, you could get a little pond. Yeah, um, don't know. She's not convinced. <laughs> it's not that I don't want water, but you know, tires don't really go with chateaus, do they? So. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, George. Dad's yeah, yeah. trying to create a chateau. Oh yeah, right, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> you can get a bird bath though. Um, bird no, bath, I've, very no, chateau. No, there is a bird bath out there that, oh, I, that I sort of did away with, but I've still got it. So I keep thinking I must <laughs> give that a clean down and put it back out there. So I've got one of those. Oh, nice. So I'm going to do that. That's what on my job list for this week. Put it on. I like. I like the. I like what you said there, George, as well, because that's this is something that I really like about my garden in London, is that we don't have any grass or anything. It's all patios. It's been like that for yeah, years. Yeah. But stuff grows between the cracks of the yes, patio. Yeah. And what we do is we leave that. We pull up bits of grass to make a to kind of make it neatish so we can yeah, sit out there. Yeah. But the flowers that grow, we just leave. The amount of mm. herb Robert that grows is unbelievable. Oh, I love herb Robert. But each yeah. year you leave it, and something new yeah. pops up. Like yeah. you have. Bittercress came up this year that didn't come up last nice. year. It's got little flowers on it. You've got little bits of kind of, I don't know, you've got loads more dandelions than there were last yeah, year. So it's just interesting to see each year yes. different yeah, yeah, yeah. things come up, I find, if you don't clear it. Yeah, we always get California poppies and Welsh poppies, and they're beautiful. They're, you don't, oh, wow. they just appear out of nowhere. But when, especially when you've got a couple of them just popping up in a little area, they're beautiful. And you don't have to do mm. anything. They're just there, and you leave them, and yeah. they look dead nice. I, I think they look beautiful, mate. Really nice plants. They're, they really are. They, their poppies are amazing. Oh, I must gorgeous. be doing something wrong. So I, I put a whole packet of California poppies over the allotment. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. But unless I, I'm looking and thinking, where are you then? They Nothing. will. They will. Nothing. So yeah. unless birds are coming and eating them. Yeah, you might want some more free-draining soil as well. Poppies tend to like that. And they like very poor quality soil as well. Oh, do they? Yeah, mm. there you go. Maybe I'll put them in somewhere a bit wet. Oh, you put loads of fertiliser on that ground as well. Yeah. No, I haven't. But I, I'm thinking that where I did put them in the winter, it was like your foot was going down to the ankle. Like it's really yeah. Really so that wet could be there. it because if you think yeah. about it, it'll pop up in you know gaps in between paving stones. There's nothing yeah, there. There's no nutrients dry. there. There's nothing. You know, yeah, it's just it's just true. air. You know, there's air, nothing. Yeah, that's what always surprised me because they just pop up in areas where you think, "How the hell have you got on yeah, there?" Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> well, how does that work? And I think it's just they like very very poor quality soil, and that's the same for a lot of wildflowers. Like we created mm. a bit of a wildflower meadow, you know, not a meadow, but you know, a little patch, yeah. and um, we, we've tried it before, and we've never had any success with it. But when we were digging out the pond, there was a lot of very poor quality soil underneath, and because we live in in a pre sort of industrial, I suppose, and there were some houses where our garden is now, mm. we found lots of bits of bricks, and we literally just piled the bricks up, added a little bit of soil to it, then put the wildflower seeds down, and for once last year it worked. Because it was just rubble, basically. The little bit of soil. And it's strange, but they just like that wildflowers. They like very, very poor quality soil. Mm. This is why I'm not God. doing very well because I'm out there throwing <laughs> bags. Of co- I'm, I'm <laughs> out there today throwing up the amount of money I'll spend on compost. Bags. Yeah. <laughs> out there. Throwing you just need bricks. Bricks. Yeah. bricks and dust. Yeah. <laughs> Air and dust. Oh. So, George, what do you think we sh- people shouldn't have in a garden? Is there anything that you think you shouldn't have in a garden? The what? Well, the, I have a bit of a petty hate of something but i think the one sort of uh, thing that i say is just don't use pesticides at all just Mm. as best as you can keep it organic because i mean it makes sense if you're going to put stuff down to kill insects then you're not going to get any insects it's 
you know, just saying, you know, <laughs> rocket science, yeah, yeah. but you know, so <laughs> as best as you can, don't keep do pesticides. And I have a bit of a in the politest way possible. I despise astroturf. Like to the oh, point yes. of yeah. death, I hate astroturf. It really, <laughs> really annoys me. And any any time I see it, it makes my blood boil. It's the most pointless thing in the world. Why? Mm. Why would you yeah, do it? Great. Why? It's just there's no, so many don't. people that back it up with reasons that I'm like, yeah. you know, grass doesn't always need mowing. <laughs> No. Like, people no. say, like, you know, people have disabilities, so therefore need plastic yeah. grass. I'm like, no. No, no. no. Uh, uh, like, <laughs> patio it then. Yeah, don't have grass. Yeah. Yeah, patio I mean, that would be better. Would be better, because you can at least have some California boppies coming up in there. I mean, exactly. you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just so... Oh, I just hate it. I really, really don't like AstroTurf. Yeah. It just really bugs me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And the pesticides as well, because really, I mean... Touch wood. Mm. There are slugs out there. I know there yeah. are. Yeah, but they're not. They're not doing that much damage. I'll probably no. go out there tomorrow and it'll all be gone. But yeah. I just think, well, <laughs> you know, something's going to come down and eat them. And yeah. if I find yeah, yeah. one, I'll just throw it in. I'll throw it in the compost. Yeah, that's what I do. I just chuck it over the fence. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <the next> <laughs> not at somebody. <laughs> I don't mean like I'm chucking it in my next door neighbour. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You know, loving snails. You sounded like a blooming bee. You seem like a Beano comic book now, just firing <laughs> snails at people across the... <laughs> over the fence to go and eat next door's plants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't uh, walk past the Hassel house. God, there's snails flying snails everywhere. Snails flying everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think, oh, and I said to you last week, didn't I planted a couple of strawberry plants in the boulder at the front? Not, not because I think, but I just thought... If the birds come to eat the strawberries, then they might eat the slugs as well. Yeah. So I'm not really bothered about having the strawberries off of it because there won't be that many. But do you know what's weird? This is what my nan used to do. And this, I, I think it kind of works for my girl because I've got strawberries growing. And, and I, I mean, again, I say this now and it'll probably all change. Yeah. But I'm in the, so they've, grown, they've doubled in size this year. I've done nothing to them. They've just regrown. I never get any slugs or snails around them. But the wild area I've got, there's a lot of stuff where slugs and snails can eat and yeah. i think they just keep to that boggy yeah. area they don't yeah. move outside it my nan used to do that she used to put like she didn't have a compost or she did have a compost heap, but mm. she also was, used to provide like a vegetation area yeah like old potato peels or lettuce and stuff like that so all the slugs and snails went there they didn't really go to her plant yeah that is it there's something similar to that called companion planting and it's kind of the same mm. idea but the opposite way around in the sense that you put things i think like nasturtiums and might be wrong, but Mary I think girls. it's Al Camilla Mollis, your suit. She's also oh, known as Ladies' that. Mantle. That's really, I love yeah. that. Mm. But yeah, you I love put that them plant. near to things that you don't want to be eaten because the mm. chemicals in it just deter them. And it's, again, it's a nice environmentally friendly way of doing it. Or you can just go on slug watch and just, you know, fire them at your neighbours. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> I wonder if that's, you, you saying that now, I'm wondering if that's why Touchwood I haven't had a lot of problems because I've got, about four of them, Alcamilla mollusks. That's probably yeah. them. In the garden. Because it's one of my favourite plants. Love it. Love it. I've got to say oh. this as well. I've got to sing this praise because I tell everyone this when we're talking about ways to pre- prevent pests. If we do, because people are going to like these tips. Ladybirds. Yes. Yeah. For green fly. Christina's yes. mum, my girlfriend's mum, is an organic gardener and she told me this. And I laughed when she first said it because I had green fly on a plant. 
And I was like, what's an organic way to get rid of them? And she went, ladybirds. And I went, brilliant. What I mean, what am I meant to do with that information? Like, what, <laughs> <laughs> I just go, to, go to home base and buy ladybirds. <laughs> so you know what like Londoners are like? It's like buy it and solve it quick. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But then we just, we kind of, I don't know how, I don't know if this is ethical, but we just, you know, if you found some larvae on some trees, just rip the leaf off and put them around the base yeah. of the plant and then hatched into a ladybird. And then the ladybird woke up to a buffet. Yeah. I mean, um, the ladybird's not going to all the green fly went. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, so that's yeah. another great way. If anyone is struggling with a green yes. fly, just get some ladybirds. Yeah, we had a plant that, um, I think it was a Rebecca, I might be wrong, but um, and that was covered in green fly. And there were these very, very, very tiny little ladybird larvae. And they're really funny looking things. They're black with a little orange stripe down the back. They were dead mm. tiny. And we went back the other day to three absolutely monstrous ladybird larvae and just no green flag. Within like a day, in 24 hours, it's yeah, just annihilated it? them. It was unbelievable. Really it's cool. It's so handy. That's when you see nature working. Yes, and yeah, like, yeah. If I use this to my advantage in the garden. Um, right, so people that are listening, George, that are like, okay, I've got my garden, but I've got nothing in it because I don't know what I'm doing. What would you say the easiest plants to start with for a beginner okay so i suppose one good all-round general plant is buddleia that's dead easy mm. to go you get it a lot on train train rails uh, for some reason i think the seeds blow down um and you know they grow on rail tracks so <laughs> they're pretty hardy so you know you can <laughs> yeah. just bung them in and i think they'll probably grow anywhere and they have these mm. really nice purple or white flowers and they smell really nice. Like I didn't know this until about a couple of years ago, but they smell dead nice in the evening. You get lots of uh, butterflies on them. I suppose when mm. once they're big enough, they'll be good shelter for birds as far as like going in there. And also for yellow underwing moths, we found really like buddleia. Wow. That's a really nice plant, that buddleia. Cause it's just dead easy to yeah. grow. We'll grow massive within few years i suppose looking at a smaller scale in nasturtiums great plant absolutely mm. easy to grow very good to grow from seed as well very easy to grow cornflowers another very easy plant to grow looking at maybe if you've got water yellow flag iris is your best option because they again very easy to grow great for dragonflies and damselflies Flowers, oh, they're also native as well. I was just thinking, Jan, you don't like a buddleia, do you? I'm not keen, but then I was I was at my friend's in the week and we'd be looking around her garden and she, she's got a lovely garden. She's not a massive gardener, but she's got a nice garden. And I went, that's a really nice shrub. She went, that's a buddleia. And mm. it didn't actually oh. look, like, you know, it didn't look like with these big straggly, yes, yeah. like you said, growing on railway lines. But you, you connected them to like... Where they grow, didn't you? Yeah, I so think you were that like, I don't it, like them because yeah. I usually see them in industrial yeah. sites. Yeah, Mon- Monty grows them. Monty's got buddleias in his garden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is the longest you've gone without, without mentioning, mentioning Monty, Monty. Dodd. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's Adam as well, isn't it? No. <laughs> yeah, it's gone on to Adam. Yeah, we love Adam. Um, too, those are some good plants. I like. I love it. I love a buddleia. Yes, I really, fantastic I quite like plants. Them. I'm trying to think what I started with that I found really easy. Cornflowers were daisies. Yeah. I've done a hanging basket of daisies. This yes, year. Easy. lovely. Looks lovely. See, that's another one that I've, I've tried. I bought the um, oregano seeds because I wanted mm. them. Nothing. I've put them in cracks in the pavement. 
<laughs> nothing. Nothing. Unless I think me I'm, and George need to come to your garden. Yeah. Okay, unless I'm doing it on the windowsill <laughs> and putting it in the greenhouse, it doesn't. They don't seem to work. Okay. You like, love a stuff too much. I may be. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that can be. That can be it. Is you just um, care too much? I'm afraid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when your like your positive trait is also your negative. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you kill in the middle of. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think I am. So oh. you've got a very cute dog, Jam, but it's really fat. <laughs> getting the dog involved That's now. Not true, That's by awful. The way. Oh, That's not no, true. That's not true. Jam's not. <laughs> Jam's not got a dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was an example of overmothering. Oh, don't. So, George, what is your? If you've got one, it's hard to pin down. I know that. What's your favourite plant? Have you got one? I can't really pin it down to one. Now I've got. Too, I'm too hard on it. Oh, yeah, it's like naming your favourite bird. It's just you've got about twenty in your head. But I, <laughs> I really like aces, and they're not bad for the environment. But they don't do anything for the environment. But they're just really nice yeah. plants. Just so gorgeous with them lovely like red aces. leaves. Really nice. Oh, yeah. just fantastic. And there's such a diversity as well. Like you think of your, your, your you know, your Japanese maple. It's you know five fingered leaf and all that. But they've got some really nice ones, like an acer dissectum, mm. it's called, with really thin leaves. And they're beautiful. They're just fantastic. I've got about five just dotted about the garden. Wow. It's just fantastic wow. plants. Really like aces. My mum and dad have got two aces in the yeah. garden, and I think one of them, she was saying, was 10 years. The other one was about 15 years. And you say about the wildlife, the birds like them, actually. Do they? Yeah, yeah. Where mum and dad have got the bird feeder... They use the Acer as a like kind of a stepping stone to yes. have a look at the bird yeah, yeah. and then go in. Yeah. So it's got lots of, especially yeah. in the the autumn and winter as well. It's got like just a lot more branch cover. So maybe like you know something like that. If you haven't got a lot of space for trees, you could have a, some potted Acers that would be really nice. And they're quite slow growing as well. So they're not gonna. If you've got a very small space, they're not gonna completely take over. Mm. Jam, what's your favourite plant? I don't think I've ever asked you. Oh, it's so hard. Isn't it? Um... <laughs> Loads. I like I like the ladies' mantle, that Elderberry mm. Mollis. Yeah. Mm. I love a hardy geranium. I think they're such good yes. plants. Yeah. Yeah. Even though today I've had to dig tons of it up out of my garden because it's it's I've got a wild one out there that was just there. <laughs> it's nice, it's got pink flowers. It's, and the bees love it, but it is a bit aggressive, you know. It yeah, just turns yeah. up, you know, it's a bit of a thug. So I leave it, but it hasn't flowered yet. But now I've got too many things that I need to put in there. So I thought some of you, but I didn't throw it away. No. I took a big clump, I took a big clump over the allotment, and the lady in the next patch had it. I planted a bit in a different place where I don't really care if it goes <laughs> and um i'll give it i'm giving it away so just throwing geranium <laughs> yeah. everywhere but, but the thing is i'm digging that out but if i see yeah. others i buy them like if i see a white one or a purple one i think oh i'll get that you know so they're brilliant it's probably not plants. spreading you just keep buying it no they're brilliant plants because they're you can virtually mow them and they just come back yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. Really, come back. they're so good and I love forget me not. Forget me not. Oh yeah, mm. they're nice as well. I yeah, yeah I love I've got them sit up growing now from seed, and I'm just. Oh, nice. I'm, yeah. George, you might be. Will they grow from? Will they flower in the first year? Or will they flower the next year? You know I mean? would have thought they're, bi- they're biennial, aren't they? Yeah, I'll be honest oh, with you. I don't know. I'll be honest. Yeah, I I'm can't not remember. Too sure. I think the packet said that. Well, the packet told me <laughs> that it would be this year, and if they don't, I am yeah. emailing. When when did you sow them then? 
quite early, like mid-March. They're biennial, aren't they? So you put you will get a plant this year, mm. but you'll get the flowers next year in right. spring. Oh, yeah, so, at least we're all in pots. I can flower. move them. Yeah. If I move else for yeah. some reason, at least I can take them with. Um, yeah, they probably won't flower. No. <laughs> okay, another fl- actually just going on favorite plant. I don't know. This isn't a. It is a plant. It's a shrub. I've really come to love gorse. Oh yes. Well, well, yes, yes, yes. It's one of them in it. It's but, like, yeah. It's not until you see it in full flower. Yeah. And then you're like, wow. Yes, I love gorse except when you're riding a bike. That is very, yeah. a very, very annoying. <laughs> Have plan. you fallen in a gorse? Well, <laughs> I've fallen in one, and then I was also you. You ride your bike, and the the, the tiny ones are the worst ones because they grow up just on the path, and then you ride over it, and it get puncture. And then also, oh, yeah. they're also awful. The tiny ones. <laughs> I really like gorse. The tiny ones are the worst ones. But <laughs> when they're growing on a lawn, and you just sit down, it's like die, you know, yes. so <laughs> tiny and yet so vicious. Because you never see them. You just sit down this teeny little gorse plant and it's like someone's just yeah. shoved a knife. It's, it feels yeah, like... Yeah. It's just awful. Oh. But apart from that... I don't think I do... I'm ever going to forget the noise that you make when you sit on a gorse. It sounds like you're about to go into so- song or something. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah... Um, <laughs> no, gorses, they are a fantastic plant, apart from that. They're amazing. They are. And, they yeah. smell incredible, yes. I learned yeah. this year. I, I didn't realise that. you them, Jan? No, I don't. What, what does it look I don't even know what it looks like. Gorses, they're very, very um, spiky plant. They've got yellow, yellow flowers. <laughs> really spiky green. Very spiky. Um, or in the, so in the autumn it will go brown, and then it will mm. go nice and green, and then the, the flowers are bright yellow. Yeah. And it smells of the... Coconut. Richest coconut yeah. smell, yeah. And then yeah. it goes after that, it starts to turn to like potpourri kind of smell. Yeah. Um, it's like walking past Lush. That's what it's like. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. I was in yeah. Hampstead Heath going, is there a Lush here in Hampstead Heath? <laughs> Whoops. Well, like. London, in it? So it might be. <laughs> that, yeah. Well, you're never more than... Yeah. Four foot away from a Lush and two foot from a Pret. So, yeah, it's yeah. bound to... <laughs> and two metres from a rat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I'm now one meter from a hipster as well. So, <laughs> right, let's talk about problem areas in a garden. So, George, okay. if there's, because I've got an area in in the garden, despite it being so small, my garden, I've still got the the bottom right hand side is a damp, what I would call crappy area. Okay. I've put a log, I've put a log pile there. Oh, just to, you know, just put that there. But what what could people use a damp, crappy area in their garden where it's not you know, not much light, lots of water. What could they use that for? Um, your best bet is just not doing anything with it at all. That's the best type for nature is mm-hmm. just let it live, you know, just, just leave yeah. it alone. If you've got a log, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, if it's a crappy, boggy, loggy area or whatever, just let it be that because that in itself is a really good habitat. You know, if you've got log piles, mm-hmm. if you've got leaf mulch, beetles will absolutely love that. And if it's just in a corner, then, you know, you could even grow something around it. It sounds weird, but maybe you did like a little box border just to sort of hide it from view if you didn't like it. Why not? If it's just a small area, then why don't you just grow something around it and then just pretend it's not there, pretend it's the neighbours, you know. Yeah. You know, that would work. Oh, that's next door's that. Yeah. Yeah. And you can defend it with snails. Yeah. (laughs) 
That's a good idea. I've never thought about putting stuff around it. Yeah, I haven't until now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I saw a light bulb yeah, come on behind. I know, quick thinking now. I'm like, oh, God, what am I going to do with this area? Um, oh, grow something around it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hide yeah. it. Yeah. Hide the hell out of it. Yeah. That's a good tip. So what about what about the opposite, George? What about really hot, dry areas? Hot, dry areas. Well, your best for hot, dry areas would probably be a wildflower meadow because they like full sun. Mm. Um, they like it pretty dry. They like it free draining. Yeah, I'd probably recommend either, either a wildflower meadow or possibly herbs, maybe. They're, they're quite oh, yeah. good because they're quite good for bees, really. You know, your rosemary and your, your um, lavender, they're pretty good for bees. Yeah. We've got quite a big shrub of lavender in, in the dry garden, actually. Well, I call it a dry garden. It's like, you know, a tiny little, but, you know, it's a, it's a garden in itself. <laughs> but the bees love that lavender. They're completely all over it, particularly honeybees. Yeah, I've seen honeybees quite like lavender. Oh, I've been quite into lavender this year. I've got about yeah. But I'm growing them in, yeah. But yeah, not big. They're only small. But I'm growing them in pots because I'm getting wires now. I can't give them the conditions that they need Mm. because the garden's too wet. And I lost a lot last year Mm. that my friend gave me. So this year they're in pots, multi-purpose grit, loads of grit, lots of grit, yeah. And don't water them that much. Mm. Yeah, like leave them for a little while. They're going in Mediterranean corner. Mediterranean corner. <laughs> in Essex. <laughs> yeah, they're there. It's, your garden is starting to sound like Alton Towers or something. It's, it's tiny. It's really small, but... Don't go like, down there. That's the forbidden forest. Yeah, I've, got, like, I've got, got a woodland area. You've got to make the most of what you've got, haven't you, really? You do. So, you bloody have with a Mediterranean corner. Uh-huh. She sits there with someone feeding her grapes. <laughs> Me olive trees and me box balls and uh, a little chateau. Yeah, a little yeah. chateau going on out there. I love lavender. Mm. I love it. Yeah, I love I the variety of it as well. And also, mm. like you said, rosemary actually. Mm. Yeah. I didn't realise how much it flowers. Yeah. The flowers are beautiful. Mm. Yeah. And lovely. when they're really high shrubs, they're covered in bees. Yeah. Bees and yeah, yeah. You know, hoverfly and stuff like that. I lo- absolutely love them. Um yeah. big fan. And also you can just use it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Just yeah, yeah. Pick it. Yeah. So it's one of those all-rounders. Yeah. My daughter's yeah. moved out a couple of months ago and she's got a bigger garden than I've got and they're not interested in it whatsoever apart from, <laughs> you know, a, a fire pit and some nice furniture and a barbecue. But, um, you know, when you, she's got a huge rosemary out there. So really? nice. Yeah, and a camellia, massive camellia, yeah. really huge. I went, you've got a camellia, she went, have I? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the worst? Yeah, it, yeah. If it, it, you, it's huge. Yeah, rhododendron, but the, the rosemary's lovely. Yeah. Next time I go there, I'm going to take some cuttings off of it. Yeah. I'll take a cutting, whack that in water, yeah. and it'll root. Yeah, the issue with yeah. let's say camellias, I really like them, but the issue with them is that they like being out in the open, but they don't like the frost. So yeah. you would automatically then put it in the shade to protect it from the frost, but they don't like the shade. So it's like, what, what do you want me to do with you? <laughs> yeah. You're being so sort of, yeah. you know, awkward. Yeah, well, you want to go outside, but you don't like being outside. But I, I want to go inside, but I don't like being... It's like probably Boris Johnson, <laughs> isn't it? Like, don't go outside, yeah. but go outside. Don't go, into the, don't go into the shade, but do go into the shade. You know, it's like... 
<laughs> do you want me to do with you? You know. <laughs> You yeah, can lo- I like you that. You can lose all your buds, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're lovely because they're early and they're like a show, aren't they? You can just think, oh, look, there's comedia. But they're quite fleeting, aren't they? Yeah. You think, yeah. oh, it's gone now. And then you, mm. they're all on the floor. You yeah. know, you think, oh, well, that was that then. That's <laughs> what I don't, yeah, I don't like about them. I like long lasting. Yes. So yeah, like, I, as in, like, yeah. I want a flower for a few months. I don't yeah. want something that's like, here I buy. Yeah, 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 I do, but I've got to admit, this year I did tulips and alliums for the first mm. time, and I've really loved it. You know, just I mean, I, I've treated the tulips like annuals, really. I've just pulled them out and put them in the compost, or we're going to just throw them in somewhere over the allotment and see what happens because they don't <laughs> really... launch them across the allotment. The alliums, are, I'm actually loving the alliums, I really like them. I've already mm. made an order for next year. Already, she put so, orders in for next year. Yeah, I have. Me yeah, I'm so too. you made me feel so like unorganized when you told me that. <laughs> no, I'm just... like, I'm doing orders. I'm not doing orders. Yeah, no, it I was. I like... got this garden sorted this year. I think it was like ten percent off somewhere, and I thought, oh, and it's a good bulb company as well. And I thought, sorry, I forgot that. Yeah. Of course, there would be a bargain for doing yeah. it yeah. next yeah. year. Got to be. Yeah. She probably had a twenty-five pound voucher or something yeah. for her birthday. I know. I've only just done um, my science homework for tomorrow, but you're already ordering your alliums for next year. You know. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chad, you're just embarrassing everyone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh. So the next thing, actually, with gardens, away from, well, I say away from mm. plants, it's not away from plants, but away from flowers, I yeah. guess, as such, or decoration plants or, or nature plants, is fruit and veg. How are you... Did you grow a lot of fruit and veg, George? Yeah, I do a decent amount. Like, I personally, I prefer my sort of um, ornamental ornamental plants. Mm. But, you know, we do do our, our mm. little bit for our fruit and veg. We've got what we've got in the moment. We've got spuds. Uh, broad beans, peas, shallots, onions, and radish at the moment. Oh, that's a fair yeah, amount. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> you went from, nah, not really, but here's my yeah, lovely here's array. Here's my of list, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got, you've got veg down the allotment, haven't you, Jan? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's our first year, and we've put potatoes in, because um, they're supposed to be like the really easiest thing to grow. Mm. And they also open up your ground as well, the roots. So, but last time we went, I thought we were doing it wrong, but apparently Roy, Roy at the allotment, told right. Carly that you just put, <laughs> you, put them, you put them all in at the same time. So we've got first earlies, second earlies, and main crop. And then when we were over there Monday, we we both differed on which ones we thought were which. We haven't put a label in or anything that's sensible. So I, you know, so we've got to have a little <laughs> experimental dig about. So, yeah, we've got potatoes. Um, we've got shallots. And we did some parsnip and carrots, just say direct so, but nothing's really happened there. We've also got a bit of rhubarb, and mm. we've got rhubarb new that you're not supposed to pick till next year. And blueberries, blackcurrants, gooseberries, oh raspberries <laughs> and strawberries. So we've got quite Lovely. a bit of fruit. Between the both of you, you could open up a market. <laughs> I would love to see that market stall. <laughs> the only thing with it, I think, is with fruit and veg, everything you want to grow, something wants to come along and eat it or dig it up <laughs> before you can. But that's where you do your planting next year. Yeah. We've not 
actually got to that point yet where we've lost anything. But you think it must be so frustrating, you know, you've got to put net yeah. you have to put nets on everything. And, <laughs> you know, Carly wants to build a fruit cage and all that. And oh, you know, it's like you have to protect it all really a lot, didn't you, George? It's yeah. hard work. Yeah. I couldn't do it with a fruit cage. It would just be too oh. much. No. No. I just open pray. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I like George's method. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do to protect? Uh, hope. hope. Yeah. yeah. I just hope to God yeah. it doesn't mess up. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest with you, we don't have masses of problems with uh, any mammals or birds. It's mainly just slugs and insects. We don't yeah. tend, you know, yeah. there's no rabbits. We do have pigeons, but we don't tend to grow any salad crops. So, we're pretty, mm. not bad. Yeah, we're not, we're all right, really, us. We don't really need to panic. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do wonder, yeah. though, like if you're just sort of tucking it away in a garden in amongst other plants, whether you're sort yeah. of falling, falling them a bit, because when you've got an allotment <laughs> and you've got loads of allotments, like, they must think, yeah, hey, lunch, breakfast, yeah. dinner and tea. Do you know yeah, what I mean? that's so true. Because we had badgers down. I mean, mm. we wanted to grow um, sweet corn and Roy went, badgers, waste of time. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> Why is Roy be- the voice of reason he's on the in, allotment? He's in charge. He's the um, chairman of the allotment. Oh. So he, and he, oh, he sort of helps. It's nice. He helps us a bit, just tells us things. But, yeah, everything... Like today, the ones next door, they've got mice and mm. compost, you know, and there's always things that are, the wildlife must know yeah. that there's going to be loads yeah, to eat yeah. it, rather than if you're just hiding it away yeah. in amongst your ornamentals <laughs> a bit. And I quite like that yeah. method of surprise of just hiding a random broccoli somewhere yeah. and just hoping yeah, they don't find yeah. it. I thought that's quite a good idea, that. I've always thought yeah. that. There's yeah. some gardens around here that do that. There's a rockery garden around the corner, a front garden, that has... The odd bit of broccoli yeah. growing. Nice. And you're like, oh, I love that. Yeah. Because, like you said, wildlife will know, especially if you're yeah. changing your fruit and veg season. Or like every yeah, rotate year. Yeah. It, you don't get give wildlife a chance to get used mm. to coming back. Yeah, that's like, the idea. Especially yeah. with birds, they won't. They, they won't get used to it. So that's. Do you reckon it's worth putting the time in, George? Yes. For veg in a garden. Yeah. So, and um, what are you doing about crop rotating? Is a really good one. Because if you've got things like carrot fly, so what they'll do is if you've got your mm. if you've got your carrot bed, if you've got three beds and you've got it in bed number two, that carrot fly will think, oh yeah, there's some carrots there. I'll go and lay my eggs in there. If you keep them there and you grow carrots there next year, that fly is going to be like, well, hey, got some carrots, and they can't fly mm. very far. Carrot flies, they fly low, but they can't really. They're not very good flyers. So if you put that grow your carrots in bed number three, they're going to wake up with a load of spuds, thinking what you know, and they, they obviously won't <laughs> won't know where your carrots are and just be like, oh, oh my god, and then they fly over to your carrots and they, <laughs> I finally found the carrots. Oh, I need to lay my eggs now. So you lay, you know, and then you move into somewhere else, and they just get confused, and it just it, yeah. it works. I, I have to admit, it really works. Oh, that's such a good idea. There you go, crop rotation. Crop rotation. Yeah. Crop rotation. And it's all that. We're all farmers at heart. Club root and all that. And it on your, you know, it's all these different scary things to know about. That I mean, you know, <laughs> we will, we are doing it. There's a lot to learn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There is. Yeah. I think with flowers, it's just, you know, put it in the ground and it'll probably grow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. But um, yeah, mainly. Mm. So. Now, see, now it's like peak garden time, and it yeah, really for yeah, people yeah. out gardening. Mm. So, what about in the winter? What what can we be doing in the winter? Your best thing for winter is basically cleaning up from 
the summer and preparing for the next one uh, that's your best mm. bet is to do things like cleaning out your pond because in the spring and summer all the larvae is basically out and about so if you're taking tons and tons of weeds out your pond you're going to be losing all the eggs and things so if you do it in winter that's better because there isn't much about and it's all dormant and it's usually at the bottom of the pond where it's the warmest. So that's your best time for cleaning out your pond and sorting anything out. And just generally sorting stuff out is a good time because in winter it's pretty yeah. quiet, you know, there's not there's not much about. So that's your best time for being a bit ruthless and getting it all tidied up ready for the next spring. That would be my best advice. And if you've got anything that's yeah. any winter crops... You know, you're getting them ready, really. I tried leaving stuff on this year. Yeah. Like, not, not tidying up because the wildlife and it. And mm. I thought, right, I'm not going uh, <laughs> to... That, that was quite good, actually. Like, left it... Left... Yeah, I just... The, the way you said it, because the wildlife. The wildlife <laughs> in, it, in it, you know. Well, it gives them cover, doesn't it? Insects and that in the... In the winter, yeah. when there's not much, so that's the new thing now, isn't it? Not to yeah, not to be not too, to tidy too up ruthless, too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll do it in the spring, isn't it? Really, but yeah, but I did, I did do that. It was all right. I didn't mind that. I guess uh, the other thing is like you obviously love your spending time in the garden, mm-hmm. and you're talking to two people, George, that also love spending their time <laughs> in the garden. Um, even if it's just for me going out there and like filming or taking pictures or just being in, I don't have to be doing gardening. Our second to last question, I guess, why would you recommend people spend time in their garden or their outside space? Yeah, I suppose it'd be quite at first, but it'd be a generic answer. It's just good for your mental health. It really helps. Like me personally, it's you know coming back from school and completely and utterly battered. Because uh, I don't like school, if you haven't already guessed that. But um, <laughs> And just getting out. And you don't even have to do anything. It's just sitting by the pond. Like, during lockdown, me and my mum, I was obviously meant to be doing online classes, which I obviously did. Obviously, of course. You did. People, you did. Star people. <laughs> um, and um, I went up into the garden, just having a little break, you know, just a little 15-minute break. It's been working hard. Went up into the garden, sat by the pond, and a dragonfly was hatching. And we spent, I think, about two hours just staring at this dragonfly, me and my mum, you know, <laughs> just sat up there, yeah, just staring at this dragonfly, not doing anything, literally, for two hours, staring at this dragonfly hatching. And we watched the whole so thing nice. from start to finish and watched it fly off. You know, it was amazing. It's just incredible. Oh, you get so much more from that. Do you know what I mean? Then work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 If any of my customers for my dog daycare are listening, no offence, but I get way more from that moment <laughs> than walking 200 dogs. It is. I love moments yeah. like that. Yeah. That's why I put log poles down. And in the wild area, I've got that log because you... I lift the logs up then yeah. and just see all the wood yes, lice under yeah. there. I'm like, oh, look at all of your living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think worms are my favourite. I, I put, love a worm. I, oh, when the worm, I think that means it's good. Yeah. You know, like if I, every, it's quite good out there now. Every fork I put in that ground, worms come yeah. up. Really? Yeah, because, I mean, it was not bad, it's really clayey, but I, I do put a lot mm. on there. Every time I empty a pot or something like that, I just sling it on somewhere and... You know, I do have to buy it, but I do put a lot of stuff on there. And it don't dig either. I don't mm. dig, do I? So Yeah, I you do. Dig. Well, do you know what? There's that famous question of how, how does one measure success? And I think on this podcast, we agree it's when you can put a fork in the ground, 
and a worm comes up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's quite a nice quote, that. Yes. That's beautiful, Success. that. Yeah, yeah. write that one down, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get that on a T-shirt yeah, from definitely. I'm going to write that down now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, George, if you could pass on one bit of advice about the natural world to all our listeners, what would that be? That's a good question. It's a hard yeah. one. Yeah, it's a hard one. You'll have to give me a minute. <laughs> I'm prepared for this one, sorry. <laughs> um, That's all right. I suppose it's just about, it is a bit of work. You know, in a wildlife garden, I suppose you do have to think about mm. a lot. You think about where you're sourcing your stuff from, you know, whether it's environmentally mm. friendly, and then where you put it, what you do with it. But the rewards are pretty fantastic. Whether that's just yeah. washing up and seeing the sparrow chicks go into the nest box, that is like a special moment, that. And you see the adults come in mm. and then you see them poking their heads out. Then we found a robin nest in the ivy. That was like, that was incredible. Oh, and whether it's, you know, spending all your school time sat in the garden watching a dragonfly hatch, it's just <laughs> amazing. It's, you know, it's such a rewarding thing. And it's the little things. It's like we've just watched a little bug wander about on a leaf. But that was it for two hours. Mm. That was, you know, our entertainment that was our drama comedy everything for that two hours was that and it's just such a beautiful thing and i think there's a bit of a misconception that wildlife gardens are just completely chaos it's just brambles and trees and everything they don't have to be like that have a little bit of controlled Mm. chaos but you can have it in a nice orderly way that still benefits wildlife and it's pretty easy to do whether you have a window ledge or whatever you can create it pretty easily and still kind of feel the ornamental rewards from it. Like, I think wildlife gardens are much more beautiful than old little neat lines and mowed lawns and stripes oh, God, and all yeah, that. Yeah. You know, it's you know, you're much better with just a nice bit of sort of natural habitat, really, I suppose. It's that organised chaos, yes. isn't it? That's what yeah, it is. organised chaos. It's the best phrase to use for a garden, and that's where using pots and stuff like that because you just move stuff around yeah, if yeah. it grows too high there yeah. you can move it over there and it's it's that organized chaos that i think really fits for a yeah. garden what a great bit of advice fantastic i like that yeah <laughs> thank you enjoyed that no problem well george thank you so much for joining us on our insight to gardening on into the foliage i'm gonna wish you the best for your break now yes what thank are you gonna you. be doing what are you gonna be doing now you've got well Ooh. i say you've got nothing to do that's not true <laughs> but now you've got what you want to yeah. do you're going to be a busy man. Yep, so I'll be out in the garden. I'll be up on the moors behind my house. That'll be really good. I'll be up there nice. exploring that and being very busy revising, obviously, doing lots of hard work for college, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> lots of 15-minute yeah, breaks. lots of 15-minute breaks. <laughs> what What are you going to study at college? Are you going, are you going to go into it as a um, career? I'm doing A-level biology and geography, and I'm doing a bit of drama as well. Nice. Oh, nice. oh mate, you're going to smash it. Yeah. You're going to smash oh. it. I can't wait to see the drama, your interpretation of a dragonfly emerging. It's going to be wonderful. You've studied it for yeah. long enough, George. I want to see. I can imagine that as well. That sounds like such a good idea. Yeah, I can. Yeah, that would work, actually. Yeah. Good I've inspiration, just given you your that. First dissertation. There you yeah, go. yeah. <laughs> Well, George, thank you so much no. for joining us on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you um, and all the best for the rest of your studies. Yes, thank you. You too. Thanks a lot for having me on. It was amazing. Thank you. 
Thanks again for listening, everyone. If you'd like to keep up to date with the projects and work George is working on, you can do so on social media. His tags are in the write-up of this show, along with our social media, at Into the Wild Pod on Twitter and Into the Wild Podcast on Instagram. You can also email us at intothewildpod at gmail.com. A reminder that any views or opinions expressed in today's show belong to the person who said them and do not represent Into the Wild or anyone that we have worked with or are affiliated with. Into the Wild aims to always be a free show, however running and producing it is not free. If you'd like to support us and say thanks, you can do so by buying us a coffee. Our Kofi link is in the write-up of this episode. As I said, this is now the last episode until July is over and we are back from the first week of August. So until next time, keep well, stay safe and live the good life.